Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself. And this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about moving retirement goalposts is it worth the risk? If you've ever kind of had that feeling like, oh, well, I need to back this up because of this, or you know, X, Y, or Z has got you thinking you should push back retirement, we're going to talk about some of those things, some of those items that cause that, and why it may be or may not be a good idea. Mike, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thinking about uh, goalposts makes me think about sports, but wrong sport <laughs> right now. I guess the uh, NCAA is going on and they don't move those posts too often, except when somebody slam dunks one and busts the backboard. I guess true. So. <laughs> true. Yeah. They they might move them up and down in height for practice in practice for just practice. for fun, but yeah, yeah just for goofing yeah, right. off. But other than that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, wrong kind of goalpost. But you know, it's an important topic to talk about, really, because I mean, you've been doing this for forty plus years, and I'm sure you've seen every excuse under the sun as to mm. why. Well, I'll, I'll get to that soon, kind of thing, right? Oh yeah, had my are, own made my own excuses. Sure, at times, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, we're human, right? We we all do right. that. Uh, so it's not right or wrong, but let's just talk about some reasons why it could or, like I said, could or could not be a good idea, right? Right. right. So I want to use a little story to start this for us, and Mike, I want to talk about okay. uh, the concept of cash and how much you know feels good to you in the bank, right? Sure. And and I don't mm-hmm. think this matters what age you are, like so whether you're talking about this from a retirement standpoint or even a younger person. So my daughter, mm-hmm. we've talked about her before on the show, right? She yep. she's making a good money now in the navy and she's she's seeing, you know, she's got her first real car payment and she's but she also gets pretty good money. She gets base allowance and all that kind of stuff for housing, and and so she's yeah. seeing her her uh, safety deposit, you know, just her regular savings account grow, right? And she yes. likes it. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and I'm like, well, hey, don't forget to do this for yourself, right? She's like, well, I'm going to do that just as soon as I get a little bit. She's like, as soon as I see that get a little higher, then I'm going to do this. And when it gets a little higher, then I'm going to do this. And so she's already playing that game that we play with ourselves where it's like, this looks really neat. If I push this to the next number, oh, that's going to feel good, right? And I think mm-hmm. for retirees, same kind of thing. Well, I'm going to get serious about retirement, Mike, or I'm going to whatever when I get 50 grand in this in the bank. Well, you know what? 50 grand is good. Let me do 75. Well, mm. you know what? Let me do 100,000, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's an easy one to move the goalposts on. Yeah, it sure is. Um, you know, I, I do see some of that, and particularly if someone is not as comfortable with uh, equity type investments where you're going to have some volatility, where the value of your account goes up and down, that sort of thing. If they right. maybe had a bad experience somewhere down the road or or in the past, I should say. They may feel more comfortable having that cash in the bank, but like you say, you know, you 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 really need to have a plan that has a target for that kind of thing, and and then be aware that hey, um, if what's the reason you have the money in the bank? It's it's for emergencies, it's for uh, the quick need for something or what have you. Well. If you figure I need three to six months, or maybe if you're in your own business, you want to have a little bit more of a pad um, for downtimes or something like that. But three to six months of expenses saved up in the bank. So if your expenses run five thousand a month, you need thirty to sixty thousand dollars in the bank, right? I mean, right. And, and that feels more comfortable for somebody than another. So you make your target. Let's say you do thirty, and you get there. You might think, well, you know, I wasn't that hard to get there and I'm here. And why don't we go on to 60? Like you said, 
And that's fine, but don't eliminate the other things that are more important than just having right. cash in the bank. Because like you were just giving the example of, you know, you start at 50 as your target and you get there and run at 75 to 100. I mean, I see people with multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting in. <laughs> what kind of an emergency is that, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You haven't spent that much money in the last 10 years combined. You well, know? and, and so. I get that before, like, and I get now they can even turn that argument around and go, well, see, Mike, but now the interest rates are better. So all that yeah. money sitting there is better. And it's like, yeah, but it's still not keeping up with inflation. Let's be honest. It, that's exactly right. It's not right. keeping up with inflation. Which is why you invest to outperform inflation so that you not only maintain your standard of living, but you actually get to a goal that you're headed to in terms of being able to stop getting a paycheck and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, you got to have some safety. You got to have some emergency money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a little extra padding, nothing wrong with that. But just be careful, Mm -hmm. folks, that you're not using that as a crutch to move that retirement goalpost. Um, All Right. right. Number two. I'm going to get serious about this next year. Boy, that's a classic mm-hmm. right there. Well, mm-hmm. Mike, it's a rough year. It was a rough year last year in 22, so I couldn't I couldn't get serious last year. Well, now, you know, now it seems like we're about a half a step away from getting into a full-on conflict, you know, globally mm-hmm. or something, right? So I'm going to get serious about it next year. There's always going to be something, right? There, there will be. That's exactly right. There's always going to be something there that, that could trip you up and make you think, oh, I need to play it safe here for this or for that or what have you. Yeah. It was interesting just this morning, I uh, had a fellow come by and wanted to park his truck here at our house for the week uh, so he could ride with a buddy up to Indiana for a job. And just talking to him and he's early 50s and um, said, you know, he's got most of his money just sitting in in the bank uh, or in money market accounts at in a mutual fund and right. just hasn't really done anything. He says, of course, I haven't lost anything in the last year or so when the market was down. And that's great, but, you know, it's, it's not going to go forever. And, and he said, you know, I, I need to think about, do I have enough for retirement and all that kind of stuff? And, you know, he actually had talked to me about this a year ago. Okay. And so here we are another same, year. Same thing. Yeah. The same thing, right? Yeah. And and so you see things happening and it can you need like I say, you need to get a plan in place to know what you've got to accomplish. Then that gives you the motivation to actually move ahead and do it as opposed to just a feeling like I should be doing this or that or the other thing. And go ahead. And if you can't feel like you can hit the number that you need to be saving to get to your target goal down the road Mm -hmm. right now, Mm -hmm. do a number you can hit you know, and then grow into it. So, you know, I do plans with people sometimes and it says they need to be saving another thousand dollars a month. They say, there ain't no way I can pull another thousand out. Right. Of where, where am I going to get that from? Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we'll look at cutting expenses and things that you don't really need that maybe would actually generate more income for you if you didn't have certain things as expenses, because then you'd be able to work a little more and make a little more money or whatever. And, uh, you know, after you do all that, you're still not there. Well, okay. So what can you do? Can you do 250 a month? Can you do 500 a month? Mm-hmm. Start there and next year bump it up by a percent or by a hundred bucks or, you know, some, some way that you're going to work your way into getting to your goal. Because whereas a thousand dollars right now might look like not doable 10 years from now, it might be very doable. In fact, 
2000 a month might be easy. So you worked your way into it. And sure, you gave up some time on compounding and all that sort of thing. But you got to live life. You got to be realistic. And you got to take what you've got and use it to the best you can. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's easy to do again. Find, I mean, even I gave some big examples, but you could even bring it down to something like, well, once the kids get out of college, well, once we redo the kitchen, well, you know what I mean? Like, there's always some yeah. sort of reason you can make an excuse. So get serious sure. about it now uh, and get a strategy together. That way you know how much work you got to do, right? If any, you may <laughs> not have any work to do, but you may have, you know, some things you got to get taken care of. And I think the same thing's going to apply to my next one here, which is risk, Mike. You know, mm. I probably should reduce my risk. And it kind of goes back with the savings, right? So if I get my savings to this and then I yeah. get more conservative in my portfolio, so I'm not taking as much risk. Well, you know, so it's easy to move that goalpost. But the market of the last, well, up until 22, right, for basically 12 years made it easy to go, let me eke out a little more because it's doing really well, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then 22 hit, you kept your risk too high and now you're regretting it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trying to I mean it goes back to the old thing of trying to time time situations, time markets, time um life events, you know, all those kinds of things. We don't know the future. We can't predict it, don't know what it's going to be. So, you know, you you reduce your risk, you increase your risk based on your life circumstance, not on what's going on around you with markets or with uh, you know, other things like that. So, you know, if if you've got your savings in place, great. That's that's one thing. But when are you going to start using this money? Do you really need to get more conservative now or do you have time to let it run some more and and pick up some return that will help you uh, with maybe some unexpected things that might come along later that you haven't planned for? Um, you know, again, it's have a plan. You know where you're headed and when you're going to start pulling triggers to either back off stuff or uh, increase uh, certain savings amounts mm -hmm. or what have you. Right. Yeah, I mean, risk, again, it's one of those things where we love it when it's making us money, and we don't when it's not. <laughs> so, and, and we're going to have crashes. And we're so going to have, yeah. Yep. You know, and if you're trying to to, to avoid them, uh, you're likely going to avoid a lot of upmarket, too, while you're trying to avoid a crash. Because, you know, you got all these guys out there singing the siren song about how the big one's coming. You know, it's time to get out. You better sell it all. You'll be sorry if you don't. And you do. And then, you know, five years later, it finally crashes. and You've been sitting on the sideline while it doubled what you could have had, you know, had you just stayed in the market. And then the crash comes and maybe it goes down 30 percent. That's certainly not 200 percent like you you know, just made by being in the market for yeah. like five years. Yep, for sure. And then let's do the last one here, Michael, and we'll wrap it up. And that's the the penciling in or picking of a retirement date. This one maybe is a little more innocuous than some of the other ones. Okay, so you pick a retirement date and then you decide to move it. Maybe not the worst thing in the world, not a huge deal there. Yeah. Unless you went too far and went ahead and put in the paperwork at work or whatever that might be, right? Then mm -hmm. that might be a little, a little too late to, you know, mm -hmm. change that if they're already putting in, you know, if you have to have a pension or whatever the case might be, right? If oh, you're yeah. going through with the whole paperwork. So let's get a good idea of the retirement date and then let's find out if the math works before you do anything mm -hmm. in concrete that can't be unchanged like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, it's good to go ahead and do the, the retirement and take the pension and that sort of thing. And if it's not been your favorite job, maybe there's something else you might want to do instead. Right. Um, but make sure you got it worked out before you turn those sure papers you, in. Yeah, Exactly. Don't, get, don't, don't paint yourself into a corner, as they say. Yeah. Because then you can't um, so, move the goalpost. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people I know have, uh, you know, they retire and they think they're going to play golf or they're going to do, you know, whatever it is that they had in mind. And some of them do it. Uh, but usually after a while, it kind of gets old and you want something new, a challenge, stimulate your mind a little bit more. And a lot of times they'll want to go back to work and, you know, just do something, um, maybe not full time, but just to occupy and uh, add value somewhere, you know, or do some volunteering or whatever. So, yeah, uh, that kind of goal post moving camp uh, is is not necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, it's not the worst. Again, it's only it's only in a, right. your real pickle if, like I said, if you if you put in some paperwork with HR that you can't undo, right? right? So That's right. make sure you yeah. don't move those goal posts. And again, you know, these are. These are things that we really kind of more mentally do than anything else. We find a reason to talk ourselves out of of whatever it might. It's almost like doing taxes each year, right? You know, the taxes are coming up, and you're like, I'm going to take them in early this year. I'm going to get them to my my CPA, you know, in, in February, right? And then, well, something came up, and now it's March, right? And then it's yeah. March, the middle of March. And then it's the end of March. And then your CPA is going, where is the stuff, right? (laughs) Are we doing this this year? (laughs) Right, exactly. So it's easy to do. It's easy to find excuses. But do yourself a favor. Make sure that you're not moving these retirement goalposts for you because it may not be worth the risk. But, of course, as always, finding out what risk you're at, what level you're at, what you need or don't need for retirement is crucially important. And so that's where strategic planning comes into place. And if you need help, reach out to Mike at spcinvesting.com. If you're not already working with him, spcinvest. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platforming app you like to use. And you can find it on Apple, Google, or Spotify. And of course, just at Mike's website, spcinvesting.com. Mike, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I always appreciate you. It is. It's nice. Thank you so much, Mark. And looking forward to spring here. It's hopefully close. Yep. (laughs) And we'll be back with an episode here in April. So we'll talk to you then on strategic planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.